Suns Day, brought to you by Michelob Ultra. We're previewing the Suns' biggest game of the season so far versus last season's champs, the Lakers, which tips off tonight at 8 on the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Suns Day on the Rundown. Jordan Bird in with you tonight on this edition of The Rundown, filling in for Luke Lipinski. It is a big one tonight as we have the Phoenix Suns taking on the L.A. Lakers on TNT nonetheless. It's going to get a lot of eyeballs from around the rest of the NBA. And joining us right now on the Coulter Automotive Group Sports Line, he is our resident Suns expert at ArizonaSports.com, also a part of the Empire of the Suns blog and podcast. He is Kellen Olson joining us in here on the rundown. Kellen, how are you doing tonight? What's up, Bird? Doing well. Well, let me just start without in that intro, that production that we had coming out of the break says the Suns' biggest game of the season. I don't think that there's any doubt to that. Do you think that this is this game tonight when Devin Booker just got minted the Western Conference Player of the Month? when he has just been named an all-star, going against a guy that says he's the most disrespected player in the league, and it's on national television on TNT. Is this the biggest game of Devin Booker's career? I I would normally agree. I think that the bubble just provided such a unique circumstance where it was like you have to win in order to keep your playoff hopes alive. So I think we're, we're a few months away from those games kind of being erased for the ones that clinch a playoff spot or whatever, but I'll certainly agree with this season. It's funny talking about the game with, with friends and stuff leading up to today and yesterday as someone who, who grew up watching LeBron and watching him throughout his career, you just kind of get a feel for how those guys perform every year. And to me, LeBron will have these games every now and then throughout the regular season where he is going to essentially check another another contender of sorts or another team that's rising in the ranks of, of his conference or whatever. And it just it to me this tonight, especially with no Anthony Davis, it feels like one of those nights where LeBron's really going to come out locked in. And just the fact that the Phoenix Suns are the team that is bringing that out of him when we are used to seeing him just kind of sleepwalk through games here and still get twenty eight eight and seven. It's very exciting, and I think we're going to get like a, a really high-level game because as as we've seen with him and with everyone else on this team included, like when he's playing at that level, it's going to bring it out of everyone else on the court, I think. So I, I think maybe not in terms of like stakes, but in terms of like quality, like I think it's going to be a really high-level game. Now, of course, the L.A. Lakers will be without Anthony Davis tonight. He's been out for a little while. We'll continue. In fact, his injury is the reason why Devin Booker is an NBA All-Star this season. When you think about the question of the ceiling for the Phoenix Suns, and you know, I mean, they're only a, a game back of the Lakers right now in the standings, a half game back of the Clippers. If the game tonight plays out with the Phoenix Suns beating the Lakers, how much do we need to put an asterisk by it in terms of looking further down the road and looking at where the Suns truly stack up in the Western Conference because the Lakers are without arguably their first or second best player? Yeah, that's the fun That's the fun part of these kinds of games and, and, and becoming this good of a team is that you can kind of look at these uh, like litmus tests of sorts, if you want to call it that. The thing that I'll say is that I think the the way the Suns kind of have to look at these kinds of games is just gaining as much as they can from the level of basketball that's going to be played because when the team keeps on winning like they have, 14 of 17, 
it's coming up like, are they a quote-unquote contender? Are they a team that can make the Western Conference Finals? Can they make the finals? And I think the only thing and the main thing and that makes me hesitate is just a lack of playoff experience. You're talking about three of your four most important players, Devin Booker, Mikel Bridges, John Green, have ever been there. And you look at the competition in the West, you've got the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz. Even a team like the Mavericks just gained – experience last year that the Suns weren't able to get. So I think that's the number one thing that's going to be hampering them in terms of going into the playoffs. But that's something that you can try and get as much out of from the regular season. And we've seen it. Like that Sixers game was an incredible win. The the Bucks one was a little bit more sloppy, but was still played at a high level. And I think, uh, like I was saying earlier, I think this game's going to be played at really top-notch basketball. And they can get a lot out of it. We're talking with Kellen Olson from ArizonaSports.com. He is our Suns expert, also Empire of the Suns blog and podcast. Now, initially earlier today, Dario Saric was listed as questionable for tonight's game. It does appear that he has gotten the go-ahead to play tonight. Speak to the importance of Dario Saric. I know a lot of times when you're talking about a guy who is, you know, I don't know if he's even the sixth man, I mean, in terms of the the first guy to come off that Suns bench, but a part of that second unit, what he does in freeing up Frank now to be a part of the starting lineup and just the cohesive glue that he is for that second unit, how important is it for the Suns that they do have Dario tonight against the Lakers? It's huge. Um, we use the cliche a lot, like a team has like a sixth or a seventh starter. But if you look at Dario, Cam, uh, and even the way that Frank Kaminsky has played this year as a starter as well, you compare it to what the production is they're getting from other guys starting there, and it's pretty similar, if not better. Dario has been fantastic this year. There's just a certain pace the game plays to when he's in there that just feels different because I think the – the biggest adjustment there is that it's it's just so easy to play with Dario. Um, it, I, I haven't seen like Chris Paul kind of like ease up and like really relax and smile when in the middle of hearing a question. It happens. It's happened a couple of times this year. But one of them was when I asked about Dario and he just smiled and was like, "Man, like that's already been like one of my like favorite teammates to have. He's just so easy to play with, knows exactly where to be, um, and that kind of guy can have such an impact on a team like this." And something to watch for tonight, I think that the minutes where Chris Paul has played without Devin Booker and they played him with the second unit with Dario have been very successful as of late. And you can see those two starting to build uh, more and more chemistry. And and like uh, I was saying with what Chris said, Dario's just so easy to play with. He's always in the right spot. Uh, He's skilled as well. And it's just a huge part of this team. I think people really – even uh, even when he was hurt, I think people were kind of sleeping on how important he was. When Frank was playing well, there was a question of like Frank or Dario. It's, it's Dario. Dario's a huge part of this team. You touched on it a little bit briefly when we were talking about playoff experience and just the youth and lack of experience on this Suns roster a lot of times leads to the unknown. And we've seen that really play out so far this season where it seems like when the Phoenix Suns are playing the elite of the elite, they bring their A game when they're playing the Detroit Pistons or sub-500 teams, they seem to get a little lackadaisical, not a whole lot of attention to detail, and they either have to make a feverish comeback or they get beat by some of these bad teams. Is it as simple as chalking that that dynamic of this Suns roster this season to that immaturity and to that inexperience? Yeah, for sure. It's such a... It is so difficult to do what the Lakers have done this year. They're 24 and 11, and it feels like that they're putting forth 
I don't want to say barely any effort in the regular season, but if you watch their games and, and just their the way their fans have been reacting this season, I've seen I've had Laker fans who I'm friends with just tell me like I don't even watch the first half some nights because I just it's it's not even worth watching. <laughs> like the team just kind of turns it on in these couple of key stretches in the second half when they need to and usually wins. I looked it up today. They're I think they're nineteenth in net rating in the first quarter, the Lakers are, and then they just really turn it on from there. So I, that is such a difficult thing to do and keep winning at the same time. And I think that the Suns are just learning that very valuable lesson that it really is like they say, you just have to treat every opponent with a certain level of respect. And luckily for them, they have two all-stars who are who can play them out of those stretches at times. We've seen both versions of it. We've seen Devin in Minnesota and how excellent he was in that game to kind of snap them out of it. But we saw the inverse where that home game against Oklahoma City, which was an absolute no-show for everyone not named Chris Paul, Chris played his best game of the year, and they still lost uh, to a team that that Gambo is rattling off on the show. Like, you don't even know half these names on the roster, and you you can't blame anyone for not knowing them. So it can go both ways, but it's certainly a lesson for them to learn. But I also think, like Candace Parker said on TNT last week, like that's something you can fix. If you can't compete against the best teams, that's an, that's an issue, and the Suns don't have that issue, which is a really good sign for them. Last question for Kellen Olson as he's joining us here on the rundown. Bright lights, big stage, Devin Booker just got named Western Conference Player of the Month. What are you expecting from Book tonight? Do you think this could be one of those special games where he potentially goes toe-to-toe with LeBron, or do you think the Lakers and Dennis Schroeder and some of the other pieces that they have will be able to keep Book somewhat in check tonight? I think it's going to be he's he's going to be focused first on the team-based effort. And now what the team has been focusing a lot on in the past couple of weeks is getting him going early. We've seen like in, in like four of his last six games, I want to say maybe four of his last five, he's scored at least 15 points in the first quarter, something some crazy stat like that. So they've been getting him going early in the game. But I think Book is a guy who always naturally tends to look towards his team first and might tend to move the ball a little more than he should in in moments like this. I think he's getting much better at balancing that and learning where his role is to be. And a lot of that helps with Chris Paul, who has basically been taking that first quarter and kind of saying, like, okay, we're going to get DeAndre the ball a couple times down low. We're going to run a lot of things through Book. Then when I come in for my second shift with that second unit with Dario, that's when I'll kind of get myself going. So I think the thing to watch for is how he establishes himself early because that is his hot streak here in February. A lot of it has been tied to him getting going early in the first. So if he doesn't get going early in the first, can he find those other pockets to get going because the team is used to him getting going in the first right now. It's a brave new world we're living in, Kellen. A meaningful March regular season game for the Phoenix Suns. I'm even going to overlook the fact that you said that you have friends who are Lakers fans. Uh, It's exciting, and I really appreciate you taking the time and joining us today. Yeah, I like talking to you on radio, live radio like this as opposed to the times we did like three, five years ago. That Those were less fun, Jordan, not going to lie. Yeah, you know, talking you know, about Josh Jackson and, you know, fun <laughs> topics like that. It's definitely a nice change of pace, no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, do you want to know about the top five drop, draft prospects right now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I haven't given it one thought, and I couldn't be happier with the idea that I don't know what's going on in that respect. <laughs> Kellen Olson from ArizonaSports.com, thank you for your time. Looking forward to the game tonight. Thanks, man.